Namaskaram everyone and welcome back to the podcast. Today we have a very dear guest with us. We have the founder of Isha Pranava, Nishant Anna with us. Namaskaram Anna. Namaskaram Anna. Yes. So a little bit about you, I would like to tell the viewers. Uh, Anna is the founder of Isha Pranava Shetra, which is centered around creating sustainable villages around quality of, quality of life and well-being. So it is based out of the village Mangalgi. in bidar karnataka which is approximate 150 km from hyderabad yes sir yes, yes so sir, so the one yeah. yeah so i actually met anna in ashram for mahashivratri that this mahashivratri through our mutual friend lenushaka so um anna uh, was just sharing about the kind of uh, work he is doing in the ashram and the beauty about it is that uh, there is opportunity of for a lot of us lot of us youth who are about 18 years of age to actually support nishantanna in what he wants to do in the village so now if you could talk before we go into your life uh, i think it would be really value adding to the audience to know a little bit about what you are trying to create with this and uh, yeah namaskar amana so uh, we are uh, so we started this uh, foundation called isha pranava last year uh, so the idea of this is is to create sustainable villages sustainable means sustainable in every way possible not only in terms of financial or infrastructure like economically ecologically in every way you know human level so that's why we said it's centered around quality of life and well-being because if quality of life and well-being are taken care of it will automatically become sustainable so we just started with uh, myself right now but a lot of part-time volunteers are coming and going right now so at okay. the moment we are looking to start the work actively yeah uh, why i think this will be really because a lot of us when sadguru talks about you know you have to come work for us you know a lot of us want to go there but we don't find that uh, right place or uh, right opportunity but when i heard about what you were trying to create i thought i think it would be an opportunity for a lot of us to you know support you in uh, what you're doing uh but before we go into pranav shetra i think it is always good to know the founder be the person behind the you know actual work so that you know we can first see who you are relate with you and uh, what made you take such a decision in your life what are the incidents that you went through so we really want to know the unmeditator nishant uh, you know before <laughs> the yogi san <laughs> yogi guy yes uh, so so ana wherever you would like to start from your childhood like where from where you are what you used to do what were your aspirations what you wanted to do before all this i'm sure there was a lot of things that you wanted to do so yes, yes, wherever yes. you are uh, willing to start ana with your permission and before uh, before i go into the podcast uh, just wanted to say the audio version of this will be available on apple podcast and spotify so if any of you viewers just want to listen it while driving or cooking you can do that at the same time i'll be time stamping this so you can just go through the description and uh, maybe directly skip to the part where anna is talking about the, what he's trying to create or which of part you feel like so just wanted to leave that out yeah perfect anna uh so where do i begin <laughs> so it's uh so i was uh, born in hyderabad and i also grew up in hyderabad uh around uh, when i was 13 years of age uh, our family we migrated to canada so i did my high school uh university masters and everything there i worked there for a couple of years and then uh, fate has such that i moved to the us afterwards for work okay and so i guess uh, right about the time i moved to the us i had this uh, maybe one year after i moved to the us uh i had this uh one night experience you know i just uh, went to bed and i woke up and it's not like i i was uh, i had the best job i i it's like i had the dream job by then whatever i wanted to do i was doing it you know i had everything in my life there's like nothing i didn't want to have like everything i dreamt of i was living the dream in some way uh materially right and uh, i had like thousands of friends from so many countries it's like uh, it's just like i just cannot give my time enough time to enough people how, at that how come anna oh, now i'm very intrigued what were you doing how how come you had thousands of friends <laughs> i traveled a lot anna i traveled to many countries uh, during my yeah initial life so uh it's funny because my parents uh, we were in saudi arabia when we were in childhood for a few years and then india and then canada us i went to study in hong kong for 6 months and then uh, i traveled to mexico south america europe australia i don't know i just had the opportunity uh i want to say i'm blessed uh 
to have been given this life to be honest <laughs> to be able to expose to so many different people and cultures and uh, yeah i had everything you know whatever a teenager would dream about or you know young adult would dream about good job good life good money um dispensable income you know partying was happening everything was happening there's nothing stopping me you know yeah. and uh, i don't know what happened i think maybe in 2014 one day i just went to bed and i woke up and i felt completely different it's not like any incident happened or situation happened like i don't know what happened it's so weird i don't know what that experience was i woke up and then i was like what is this i did not even go to work that day i took a day off to even understand what happened until today i don't have an answer to that you do not have words <laughs> for it like describe the experience okay. so what happened was uh, it felt as if i've ha- i got ev- i have everything i have but there's still something missing and it's not happiness it's like i have everything you know in every sense you can imagine i have everything what is that missing ingredient i could not understand and in some ways i was looking for the definition of life up till then i thought life was just live, you know just um spending time that's all passing time spending time and that's that thought that was it but uh, for the first time i really questioned what it was i think i think it just stopped you know you're just going and going and going all of a sudden you had a stop <laughs> and that stoppage happened that night and yeah i think what is it 2023 right now <coughs> excuse me it's been 6 7 8 9 10 years now <laughs> time has just passed by so fast yeah so until today i don't know what it was but that made me stop what i was doing and question everything in life literally everything like what this life is about what this universe is about and then from that point on i started my research on you know where i could find my answers i went through every religion possible that's out there you know christianity islam hinduism buddhism even within hinduism there's so many sects and different things and i think next two ish years i explored so many paths to find answers and i could not find what i was looking for um many ash- i've been to many ashrams in the us also that <laughs> yeah, please tell us a bit about that the experience yeah yeah, yeah yeah so it's a miracle the moment um as soon as i had that experience the first experience within 3 days this akka messaged me on facebook that akka i've known about her for almost 10 years she's my best friend's best friend but unfortunately we never met okay and what are the odds she messaged me that day and she introduced me to iskon hare krishna right okay so my journey started with hare krishna <laughs> so and then you know she told me everything and then whatever question i asked she would she would have some answer it may not be the answer i was looking for <laughs> but if she had an answer i was like oh wow she's like very settled you know stable and settled and she knows what she's doing in life you know and then uh, i went to the hare krishna ashram in uh, tennessee uh virginia actually it's very close to the isha ashram actually it's not very far okay. and uh, oh my god it's called new brindavan such a beautiful place every human being has to go there at least once very beautiful place i spent a uh, one week there and then i asked the same questions there mm. <laughs> and the hare krishnas were uh, they gave me only one answer for every question i asked they say krishna krishna and then i'm a logical guy so <laughs> <laughs> didn't work for me what do you mean krishna and then they're like why are you even questioning everything you know vaikuntha is the answer krishna is the answer i was like no 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 there's something more than this at least you can say you don't know but they're not even saying <laughs> and i said okay i know it's great working with you it's whatever you're saying is working for you i'm very happy for you but it's not for me i left and then uh, two days later my best friend said he calls me and says nishant we should go to vipassana hmm. and uh, i was like sit you are he's like extreme atheist and anti spiritual pure materialistic guy i've never known in my life okay? okay and that guy calls me up and says we should do go for vipassana and that really shocked me i was like why is sit talking about vipassana and then i was like what do you know about vipassana said, oh my friend introduced me we should do it and we planned okay we both took vacation and 3 months later we were supposed to go to vipassana i did vipassana he never did vipassana till today 
ஒரு <laughs> <laughs> that was my introduction and uh, for the first time i understood whatever i read in the books and whatever i learned in the scriptures is nothing because it's not your experience <laughs> right you can get intellectually like very you know enlightened and happy and everything by reading the scriptures and books but i for the first time i realized no 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 it has to be within your experience or else it means nothing right. so from that point on my quest for guru started right i would like to oh, ask one thing anna just one yes, thing before anna. you go so vipassana a lot of people tell you know first time when you go to vipassana it's very yeah. hard after the fifth day so how was that experience yeah. i just want to know how did you manage to do it in the first go i haven't personally done it so i just want to know yeah okay for three days anna three days was very tough i'll be honest uh you know what tough was not even sitting sorry not even like uh, not the silence part not the breathing not the technique just to sit at one place i could not even sit on the ground properly <laughs> my legs were paining everything was in pain only so i went through a lot of struggle f- the first 3 days fourth day i think the technique kicked in a little and it calmed me down and then after seventh day ana after seventh day i did not sleep oh you you did not sleep i did not okay. sleep okay i was lying on the bed i know i was awake but i did not sleep there's like no sleep at all because i think uh, vipassana just calmed everything down in the system so much that you're always in rest mm. so sleep was never a requirement it's uh, it shocked me also because that never happened to me in my life so vipassana something else ana <laughs> but it's very tough i want to say it's a very uh, you have to be really longing right. or else you know every little thing will become an obstacle <laughs> because it's a for uh, during the day you're meditating or meaning like you're sitting at one place for 11 hours almost so you should make up your mind before you go there that's one one thing i'll tell everybody because i have done vipassana multiple times after that and i noticed people just break the rules it's it's of not much use for you or people around you also you know that's one thing you make up your mind and go don't go without preparation <laughs> that's one thing yeah You also done it Anna? No Anna I I I am never my first two was in Isha after that Isha only Yeah yeah so yeah Yeah the passion I've heard about Vipassana Like when You've you ask about... when you ask me about it I remember when I was studying in Gujarat there was one friend at that time I was not in meditation he used to tell me about Vipassana he used to volunteer there and uh, hmm. at that time I, was, I used to think what is he doing he's simply sitting and he's saying he's you know this is the ultimate bliss and but I, I, I was never <laughs> able to understand like what is he saying Yeah but now i can understand after talking to you know getting a glimpse of a little bit i can understand what he means correct, by sitting correct. and feeling the breath mm. is so beautiful mm. <laughs> it's a it's a very beautiful and simplistic technique that buddha offered to people and uh, it was said that at some point almost every single at least one person in a in a household in north india was practicing vipassana okay. at one point okay it was that popular and that simple and simple and popular but it's also very slow that's one thing so, i did right. not like yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> and that i figured out only after i came to isha by the way until right. then i did not know what slow and fast was because that's the only right. technique i knew <laughs> true 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 yeah so after so, that after vipassana i went to the rk mission ramakrishna math ah yes please tell about that what do they yeah, offer in sadhana or practices yeah so i went to rk math in uh, chicago and uh, it's a very small place ana So what happened there was uh, I read lot of Vivekananda by then. And I was so inspired, like damn inspired. I was like wow, if I go to RK Math I'll have the answers, you know, it's like they're talking about Vedanta, Raj Yoga and everything. So I know they know all the answers. I thought they have like amazing meditation techniques and you know, they're probably just meditating upside down and <laughs> that just that's a picture I won't be able to leave from my mind. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> <laughs> <Upside. laughs> literally that's what i thought you know i thought it will be like equivalent to those chinese meditations you know like just that. going extremes and like you know doing amazing things i went there and everybody is just like on their like not doing anything 
I was shocked. And then when I interacted with the main Swami, uh, anyway, this is my experience, Anna. I'm not saying this is true. Uh, I realized that mm, they still they are just held on to the position. Like the kind of level of clarity or uh, whatever I read from Vivekananda, I did not see from anybody there. And then I realized uh, the path is not for me because there's they don't even offer any tools per se. Uh, but what they do amazingly well is service anna so i'll tell you every organization i went to they do something amazingly well the iskon they do bhakti mark amazingly well so beautiful joyful beings you have to be there to experience that especially when it comes to the mahaprasadam time so beautiful anna we all engage in dance and song we just going to bliss in a certain way and vipassana same thing once you hit that moment right there's a moment where you don't realize your body and that's another type of bliss and then with arkema they are engaged heavily into karma yoga like lot of activity for service and that gives you a certain bliss so by this point i've experienced different marks already <laughs> or exposed to it not experienced fully but exposed to it fully and then next uh, i tried the aurobindo books and everything and uh, they're so difficult to understand i had to put a dictionary next to <laughs> so aurobindo you went to aurobindo also no Or... No I came no no Aurobindo's uh, books Okay books. Aurobindo also I went after coming to India but before right. I did not go Right Yeah this was all exploration in the US and Canada only at this point yeah. by this time And uh, I talked both with different people and different people came and spoke about different things and finally I decided that okay you know what it's not happening in the US I have to come to India only there's no other way And then what really fast forwarded my journey to India was uh, I went to Cambodia and Thailand in 2016 In Cambodia I went to a very small village and a very small village okay and uh, they're very poor they don't even make like uh, 50 rupees 70 rupees a day they're very poor okay but what i noticed there changed my life forever everybody in that village is so happy like so duper super duper happy i may still have a photo i'll try to find it super duper happy ana and then i wondered what it was and then i ro- noticed that they may be making very little money but their natural abundance is just too much beautiful they have beautiful nature supporting them in their life so that's when it kicked within me that uh, nature has to be preserved in some way because money will come and go but this is what is making people happy and beautiful and blissful without money also <laughs> yeah, i wasn't tears at that time you know i was like how could people be so happy and i'm like coming with this lifestyle where people are saying this is the best way to live in america and here i'm seeing without any money they don't have any luxury nothing they're just hanging out in the trees and jumping up and down and even adults you know they're just like happy just like jollyly walking here like this like this you know <laughs> they know very little english and they know french actually so they know very little english and within that broken english they'll say things here and there <laughs> and i was walking and somebody said uh, coconut coconut and he offered me a coconut <laughs> Right. <laughs> Just like that. So beautiful. I was like, wow. This is the life I wanted to live. That's that's when my decision to explore this path got fast forwarded. Because up till then I had my responsibilities with the family also. That's why I waited for some time. And then even then I started to question, really is this really what I want to do or am I trying to escape something? Because that's always there. Right. Because you may not even realize sometimes maybe you're trying to you're trying to escape. Uh, so just like bahana you know you give some reason to do something else <laughs> so i took one year off i went to colombia to volunteer for what so colombia is a, uh, colombia to volunteer for what just to volunteer as a teacher ana to vo- i was volunteering for the government so what that is they put you in a school and uh, you had to be teaching english there basically because spanish is their first language so they want to develop english in the country so they were hiring a lot of uh, volunteer teachers at the time so i found the opportunity i went i went to a small village in colombia it was very beautiful and i was there for almost 10 months volunteering and during the entire that was my time with sadguru okay sadguru did not happen by then <laughs> sadguru I, i didn't get that sadguru happened and you said you didn't happen <laughs> no sadguru did not happen until that point okay okay until i went to colombia i have okay. heard of sadguru and i thought he was just like a guy who speaks about india you know right because i've seen his speeches in world economic forum and things like that 
I thought he was like okay because I'm very nationalistic towards India so I was like he's also like me he's speaking facts and everything so I thought he's just like scholar <laughs> I didn't realize he was a guru so and then in Colombia I stuck up on some video of Sadhguru's I I started to watch it and then Sadhguru was talking like a spiritual leader and then I started to question what is wrong with him he should stick to his uh, scholarly views why is he talking spiritual <laughs> <laughs> I continue to watch you know the bing watching on zoom you know you go from one video to another mm-hmm. I just continue to watch and I was like I was like who is this man he's talk he's answering every question <laughs> I was like this is crazy and then I looked him up and then I realized he's actually a proper guru spiritual guru and uh, yogi and everything and I was like wow and I started to watch his videos during my entire 10 months in colombia I was watching his videos only one after the other Whatever Sadhguru's video got released up till 2017, I watched all of them during that time. <laughs> and uh, even then, I had questions like, you know, is he really true? Because it's he sounds very, he sounds too good to be true, <laughs> too promising, you know, Anna. Yeah, too promising. Because by that point, I went to so many places, so I thought he's like another, you know, possible possibilities there. We never know. and then i was like okay fine i'll go to india i'll go to rk mart in india maybe rk mart in the us is not that good or uh, ramakrishna mission mart i'll go there and i'll also go to sadguru and see what i can do so i, I went to hyderabad and uh, <laughs> i went to the Ar- ramakrishna mission there and over there it's even worse they're not talking about anything to do with spirituality they're like oh what is your qualification how old are you you know all these things are coming up and then i said okay thank you ana namaskaram and i just left <laughs> so and then i was like isha is the only thing left i have no other option i said i'll go to isha spend one week nothing happens i'll go to himalayas mm-hmm. that's it that was my ultimate solution because okay. because i don't know anything i thought himalayas is the answer <laughs> and then finally i typed in sadguru in google some number came up i called and then they said uh, isha foundation I was like, uh, can I talk with Sadhguru? They said, <laughs> 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 and then uh, he was like, Anna, you cannot talk with Sadhguru. I'm like, no, 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 you can. I can take appointment. That's okay. He's like, no, Anna, that is also not available. I was like, what is available? I want to talk to him. He's like, no, you have to do at least inner engineering, and then we can see what what can happen. I said, what is inner engineering? It's a course. I said, like, how do I do it? Uh, they sent me this link, and uh, luckily. Three days after, only the course was offered in Hyderabad, very close to where I was living. So I enrolled in the course. I finished the course. Next day, I packed everything and I went to Ashram. Okay. I did not even know about Ashram. I did not know anything about Isha Foundation. For the first time, I went there, and I thought it will be like you know small kutirs, like small huts will be there. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> That's what I was expecting. And then I was getting closer to the Ashram, and people were peeking outside the bus at the time. <clears throat> they're all excited like and then i was like what are they excited about they, i looked outside and i saw this huge adiyogi statue and then i was like what is this place i thought it was just going to be small house huts and stuff and i asked them what this was they said it's adiyogi i'm like what is adiyogi it's like shiva i'm like oh okay <laughs> and then i stepped out of the bus and i saw this big sarpa yeah <laughs> sarpa vasal <laughs> sarpa vasal i was like this is the entrance <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is this place? I was like thinking, literally, and I was only thinking some two, three kutirs, and people will be there doing their, you know, sadhna, and somebody will be donating food, whatever typical, whatever you imagine, no, as a spiritual and celibate life. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the same thing, and then I went there and I walked in, and then uh, I said, volunteering. They said, you got to go to VRO welcome point. I went to the VRO, and I said, I came here to volunteer, and they were like, okay, they took all the details. and then uh, i said when can i see sadguru same question <laughs> and that and also laughed <laughs> i was like why are you laughing it's like i mean sadguru doesn't really stay here ana i was like what do you mean this is the ashram right it's like yeah <laughs> what do you mean he doesn't stay he's like yeah so much activity is like never is rarely here i was like so you never see sadguru he's like yeah once in a month we have satsang and then darshan he'll give darshan i was like so oh then we can talk to him he's like there are at least like 4 500 people and i don't know it's very difficult <laughs> like my imagination was so small okay even about the ashram 
I thought it'd be like forty, fifty people. You know, that's it. And when there I saw so many thousands of people all of a sudden, I was like, wow. And then I got settled and I started my seva, and I did not do my engineering inner engineering practice. But I every oh. day I went to Dhyanlinga. Dhyanlinga, okay. Dhyanlinga, I went and uh, I started my practice. I practiced on day three or something because I did not even know you had to do it. <laughs> yeah, I would just like to my, ask, how was that uh, program for you? Basically, you know, was it okay? You found it, you know. How did you find inner it? Engineering, na. See, it's a for me when I first did it. I want to say yeah. my first experience. It was uh, I fell in love with the teacher more than the program. Okay, mm-hmm. she was uh, so settled. so calm relaxed face and everything whatever question you ask her she was like asking answering like nah uh, like music only you know <laughs> true 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 okay music. yeah 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 and then uh, i was like who is she? i mean she looks like almost my age only and how is she like how does she know so many things you know <laughs> i was like that like that you know i fell in love i was like if i ever decide to get married i'll be <laughs> getting married to her only and it's not like i am my husband also i just want yeah. to be like you know just looking up to her you know like that <laughs> she was like that uh, and uh, <laughs> the program i did not under, i mean i understood but then uh, sadguru talks about different aspects of how to um, go about in life to be very efficient in life i understood them but i didn't look at it as a spiritual program you know mm. for me it felt like okay life how to lead a life people are like miserable in outside so they need this program to lead a life type like that because you know i had so much ego i was expecting something really high even though engineer inner engineering has everything my i was full of ego and that's it so <laughs> it did not happen to me i'll be honest <laughs> so the program was very well uh, how do you put it uh, schedule was amazing everything was perfect Shambhavi Mahamudra, everything was so good. The pr- only thing I found was it was just a logical program. You know, I didn't find any essence in it at the time. And then when I went to the ashram and started do the practice, that's when I started to experience what the program actually offered. So that is one thing I tell everybody: until you practice, you don't know what it is. Really, to be honest, uh, program is very beautiful. To be honest, and then uh, uh, since then till today, I've done IE at least ten times. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. so many times i had the opportunity and every time i learned something new it's a program of certain depth and it's like very every time you sit you'll learn something new about yourself it's not about everybody else also it's about yourself only you learn something <laughs> so i is a very beautiful program that's something i want to say but uh, you go with an open mind anybody who has to go they have to go with an open mind don't go like me with full of ego that i know everything <laughs> Yeah, if you just go with open mind, that maybe there's something new, maybe you can, you can, you know, it will open lot of possibilities. That much I can say. I happened. I went to the ashram, and uh, there's one Anna. His name is Ashish. He also came on the same day. We both went. You know how it is with general volunteers in the ashram. It's like college only. Yeah. <laughs> college hostel only. Okay. <laughs> it's like you're because you don't have full time activity. activity started around brunch and finished by 5:30 you have lot of time to just uh, blabber and waste your time basically <laughs> just fall to talk okay <laughs> and at the time i went with full of ego so i used to engage in lot of intellectual debates <laughs> so with ashish he was a very feminine guy because he didn't get into any debates right that's why it's very easy for me to be his friend <laughs> <laughs> So what Ashish is a pure Devi devotee, Anna. Okay, day one I came. He's like, Anna, we should go to Devi temple. And I was like, what Devi? Devi is for our material people. I'm a very spiritual guy. <laughs> I'll go for the ultimate. You go to Devi. And second day also he pleaded. I said no, 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 no. Third day also he pleaded. I said no. Every day I would go to Dhyanlinga and see what if something happens. Just like what Sadguru says, if something can happen, nothing happened to me. Okay. Fourth day. I finished Shambhavi practice and came, and he said, "Anna, please come just once. For me, you just come once. You sit there only for five minutes. That's it." I said, "Okay, fine. I'll come for you." I went there and sat Anna, and she she literally slapped me twenty times. Top, 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 top. Okay. For me, it was so physical in experience. I'm not. I was not hallucinating because for me to hallucinate, I need to have some connection with her. Yeah. I had no idea about her. I went in with like blind, 
nothing i knew nothing about her i did not know what to do in there i just went there and sat for the aarti and tap 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 i just sat there for the next half an hour in tears only i did not know what happened and then i went to dhyanalinga for the first time i experienced what dhyanalinga was mm-hmm. i came out and i thanked atish so much and then uh, literally only last year i read sadguru talk about devi slapping people hmm. so sadguru was saying if you are sensible enough you will feel her okay maybe you will feel her when you enter okay you didn't feel her when you enter okay you will feel her during the aarti oh even that did not happen uh, they do a nada aradhana type for devi towards the end you will feel her there is like no nothing happened and if you don't feel her then also she has to get through your gross <laughs> body then she'll slap you <laughs> Okay and then I realized how gross I was. <laughs> no sensibility, no no sensitivity, nothing. I came with like really very physical, you know. <laughs> I went there and she slapped me, she corrected me. And then uh, Dhyanalinga happened because when I went to ashram I said uh, Sadguru I'm giving you one week. Either you do some miracles or I'm leaving. It's like I was giving him warning, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, she made devi slap me so that took care of it <laughs> so from that point on i decided that okay this is the place and uh, i was always patriotic and nationalistic towards india and even when i was outside i learned more about india outside india than when i was in india because outside india i think you will have a chance to actually explore india for what it is instead of getting lot of opinions and uh, uh, local uh, how do you say you get pulled in 20 different directions here over there you actually get to see what what is happening from outside so i was always been uh, patriotic i always wanted to do something and then around that time sadguru i did not even know this i was so oblivious so ignorant sadguru did a rally for rally for rivers okay and uh, people were telling oh sadguru did the rally did you participate i'm like what rally it's like you excuse me you did not even know about the rally i was like no i have no idea and they explained the whole process they showed the videos i was like wow and they said you you know you can also join the rally for rivers team i was like what do you do anyway do you have to rally is like no 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 we have to work on the trees plantation tree plantation everything and then somebody gave me the rally for rivers policy book ana huh. he printed to read for himself right. but he was not reading so he gave it to me and within 3 days I finished reading the policy. Oh. I was so into it. It's like so beautifully written. Uh, in my whole life, Rally for Rivers policy book is one of the best compilations I've read in my life. There are other compilations too, but this is so beautifully written that anybody can read and anybody can understand it. Simple language, simple anybody can understand. You can explain the same thing to a farmer and the farmer can relate without any education. It's that simply put. and very beautifully put sadguru's words are even more simpler anybody should be able to understand it's that well written and i was so impressed with the policy that i decided that i want to join the team no other way and uh, they i had interviews okay and then uh, they failed me twice they said okay you're not eligible i was like why they said okay because uh, you're to because i was in overseas at the time so they said overseas is not possible to be in rally for us no 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 i have indian passport also <laughs> 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 and they were like no 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 anna you're overseas citizen so it's not possible and then on the third one i wrote a letter strong letter saying this is what i want to do that's it and they accepted finally okay. so luckily i became an adivira in okay. two months in the ashram i became an adivira <laughs> very fast process and then you go through a full time orientation anna yeah, that's when uh, you get killed in every direction everything that you know as you and everything all your compulsions will come up because mm-hmm. for 21 days you are stuck in one place without phones and without anything okay. you cannot talk with anybody for 21 days it's not silence but there's a schedule that you have to follow and uh, you have to do whatever you're told that's it mm-hmm. and there are certain activities which are very difficult to do and you have to do and you will do anyway everybody has to do and that i realized after coming out of the 21 days i realized for the first time what it means to be a full time volunteer in isha it's very different you can say you you've been with isha or in isha for 10 20 years but going through that orientation will change a lot it really tells you what uh, isha full time volunteers actually put through you know go through in day to day life it's a very beautiful program and then i became nadivira and 6 uh, months later or 4 months later <coughs> excuse me 
um there's this project called model village project okay it's called isha model village project actually so in the isha model village project that has been a dream for almost 15 years by then if somebody will take it up and <clears throat> they want to Im- implement it it gets dropped it happened three four times i think by then and this time my mentor etiappa um etiappa is the one who wrote the rally for rivers policy who started the P- project green hands program and even save soil movement he's uh, one of the minds behind the save soil so he's like the master <laughs> for environment stuff so etiappa was my mentor at the, was, our, was our mentor at the time and uh, <clears throat> he was leading the model village team and i told him listen i want to join the model village team and after two reluctances he said okay you come join and i became part of the model village team so the next one and a half years we were working on the concept of model village uh, you know it gets basically when i say working on concept we work on some draft it goes to sadguru sadguru rejects it <laughs> you come back and start working on it again and then you you know you work on it and then you submit it rejection submit it rejection submit it rejection finally it got approved and i was jumping up in the air i was like wow this got approved so we are going to implement this because isha has done everything in the model village but in segments they have never done everything together so this is like first opportunity where isha will get to do something like that and i thought i'll be part of it i will be able to experience the whole thing it's a 10 to 12 year project and i was very happy and around the same time sadguru put that kaveri calling bomb <laughs> so we dropped everything we were doing everybody is in kaveri calling kaveri calling finished and then uh, mahashivratri happened mahashivratri finished and then uh, they said they'll cancel the project only because sadguru is taking up bigger things Mm-hmm. it could be soil or education or anything this was in 2020 so and then uh, they around the same time uh, isha was starting an ashram in uh, north telangana in uh, near hyderabad let's say and then they said uh, you can become a full time volunteer there i was very happy okay the model village we can do it there only mm-hmm. everything is set isha will take care so it's even better I packed all my bags and everything and uh, next day I was supposed to leave. And then Modi ji made everybody clap in India that day. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, pandemic. Pandemic. Right. Pandemic. Six months later, even that project got cancelled. Mm-hmm. And uh, I spent a lot of time in Telangana itself. Uh, I, I travelled all of Telangana to look for some proper land where we could start the project. But uh, Telangana, it's very difficult to buy land. it's very expensive and after trying multiple times after for months i tried and i could i failed and finally i decided okay i'm not i'm going to drop this because it's not happening and then i moved to hyderabad and then uh, i thought i'll practice panchagavya panchagavya is this ayurveda procedure mm. where you use the products of the cow for treatment right it's an actual science proper science where you get certified as a doctor and everything so and i thought i'll start that around that time my uncle uh, fortunately he bought some land in karnataka and he said nishant are you still interested i said yeah it's it's my dream and sadguru's dream we want to make it happen so i said okay yeah and i came here to check it out in may 2020, 2021 was the first time i came to mangalgi and i did not know the language i did not know the culture i did not know the people i did not know anything here even the land looked alien to me it's a drought prone region there's not enough water not enough vegetation it's very different and people are like hopeless here mm-hmm. hopeless means not in a negative way i'm saying because of the circumstances over the last 3 400 years they just lost all hope in that sense it's that kind of region and then the land is there land is nice but there's no water and then i th- i thought okay fine sadguru put me here so because the moment you come into sadguru's or uh, <laughs> the moment you accept him as the guru you become choiceless you don't choose i said okay i'll go with the flow this is what's going to happen this is what's meant to be and i moved here in july and i started to study people because i have to understand the culture and the people that's the first thing i have to do and then i realized i need a proper place for sadhana so we built a house also here so i thought the house is needed not only for me for uh, for me to do sadhana but if any volunteers come they need a place to stay also because i could see that uh, if my vision is true 
I could see many volunteers coming here actually to support in whatever I'm doing. Very little. So I think uh, I'm getting close to the project <laughs> right now. So uh, should I stop or should I continue? Please continue. Anna. This is like, please, please. It's so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please, please. So I came here, Anna, and uh, I start. I in this village there are no rooms for rent. So uh, my the broker who actually showed us the land, uh, he has a small room for cattle. So he vacated the cattle and gave me that room. And that room always had three to four rats inside. Uh, okay, when I used to sleep, they used to come and play on me. First day I got scared. Second day I got scared. Third day I just pushed them away. <laughs> I don't know what to do. And then when it rains, the uh, room will become full of water. So, uh, very extreme experience in terms of living. Because I came in July time. You know, it started. To, the rains have started by then. So, and then I realized, yeah, you need to build a house. There's no other way. Not for me, for my sadhana to happen. So that's when I started constructing the house. For the next six months, I was in that room only, going through all that. So I was looking for a space, Anna, to build the house. And right across from his house, there's an empty plot. And we called the owner and asked how much it is and if we could buy. The owner said 15 lakhs or some number which is much higher than one acre of land. And it's a small plot only. And I was like, what's what's wrong with you? Why are you why are you quoting so high? It's like you take it or leave it. Simple. I said, okay, fine, I'll leave it. <laughs> and I went. <laughs> so I came to the end of the village. That's it. Village ends where I'm at. The, uh, the place I built my house. This is the last plot in the village. I took that plot. And uh, I said, I'll start constructing the house. And I started studying the people, right? Because now I'm experiencing and talking with people in the village. One to two months later, I realized that uh, this is not any normal village. It's a very extreme village that my efforts alone will not do anything. Hmm. Maybe by the time I die, maybe I'll be uh, able to make some some difference. But I want to be successful in this. I just don't want to do it for fun. I also want success in this. So I realized we need a sh- strong uh, uh, Shakti, Kren- Shakti Kendra, we say. That means uh, energy hmm. center, energy space. And then, and then the first thing that happened to me was we needed Bhairavi here. That's it, Linga Bhairavi. There's no other way. We need Devi here because Devi changed everything within me. She offered so much. Remember, I went to Isha because of Devi. I stayed in Isha because of Devi. From the day one till now, she's been supporting me in everything. I said, okay, we need uh, Bhairavi here. The moment I thought, Anna, next day, that guy who didn't decide to sell the land, the plot, he called me himself. Okay, and he offered the plot for 6 lakhs. I said, okay, Devi's space is done, taken care of. The moment I thought Devi, that's it, the plot just came to me for less than half the price. And we dedicated that space for Linga Bhairavi, basically, the temple. It will also come up, hopefully with some donations coming in. We constructed the thing and uh, last year I went into silence. Uh, You know, this place is, uh, the village next to our village is known for black magic, a lot. Okay. They say that uh, maybe 30, 40 years ago, Every two people in that village, I mean, one one person, every two people is a black magic person. They can do some sort of uh, tantra negatively. It used to be that bad. And uh, during my six months here also, somebody performed black magic on me. Okay. It was uh, <coughs> my health deteriorated. Everything went bad. Everything that can go bad, everything went bad. So I need to come out of it. So after my house was constructed, I took one month break. I went into silence, full silence for one month. And uh, that's a you miracle. Came, you came back to the ashram to take silence out? No, no. I was in the house only. I was doing silence. Okay. That means I closed the doors, gates and everything. I got all the food that I need for one month. I piled everything. And you know, basic food only. You can live on groundnuts also. <laughs> so I got all the groundnuts and everything. I said for one month, I'll be in silence doing practices. Nothing else. And my, I'll send you my schedule sometime. It's like jam-packed. From 4 o'clock in the morning till uh, 10.30, you're doing something or other, basically. And without talking, uh, uh, we call it Arya Maunamana. It's like full silence. That means you cannot see anybody or anything. You cannot talk to anybody or, you know, and you cannot listen to anything. No phones, nothing. It's full silence. Uh, so during that time, the one month, I built the energy in the house. 
see people may not realize this but when you're doing sadhana you're also building the energy around you mm-hmm. right uh, so some people and i know i've, I've seen i've heard any number of experiences where people say oh i'm doing shambhavi but things in the house are better true in your experience things are better but also you're also creating some energy in the house so so it happens so i spent time in every single room in the house and upstairs everywhere how divided up the day in such a way that i did sadhana everywhere so that i built the energy in the house and then once i finished the sadhana anybody who came to my house they say oh they feel something they feel some presence here so the house is built and i was very happy <laughs> and then i came out of that black magic issue also and uh, this is the miracle i don't know if i can talk about it but or i, I don't Please, want to sir, be, i don't want people to think about hallucinations here but uh, <laughs> i think people are more open to this after you know the amount of content that is in the internet in the internet yeah, yeah. so uh, there is this one swami i don't know him he doesn't know me also okay he came to me and he said uh uh Nishant I got a message from my guru that you have to go into silence for one month and he called me Nishant he doesn't even know my name and then I asked him Swami how do you know my name he's like my guru told me I was like what did what did your guru send you he's like he said my guru sent me with a message with few messages that uh, you have to go in silence for one month and uh, he he asked me to do a few more things in and around the house and in the temple plot and everything and then i asked for me how do you know my name is like my guru told me He's like how does my how does your guru know he said uh, mm, he said they communicate with sadguru i was like what nonsense are you talking he's like who is your guru he is a 400 year old swami or yogi in himalayas he still alive 400 years old he doesn't eat or drink anything is in rishikesh his only energy is one and a half hours of sunlight every day that's it I was like wow okay beautiful he came to me with this message and left so that was uh, for me that was an assurance that uh, whatever i'm doing i'm going in the right path that's it it's not just a mistake that i came into this village or built a house or anything he's been watching me that's all there's no need for him to send any messages like that to be honest but he did so, so that's his compassion that's all <laughs> so messages like that have come and he also said he'll help me with the temple when we are ready with the money and everything so like this few incidents have happened here and there uh, i cannot share everything also sure. but a uh, few things have happened and uh, there's one time i went off the path mm-hmm. and another swami came to rescue me right and another beautiful incident he came and he said Uh, nishan you have to come outside the path i said okay. why it's a tantric path okay i went there not for not to learn tantra okay. i went there because sadguru says at the end of inner engineering book oh this is one uh-huh. book that everybody must read anna last sentence or last paragraph in that book he says maybe you did not live well at least you should die well huh. even death book he talks about it in profoundly right. so I realized that okay maybe I may not be able to touch everybody in the village but at least their death has to happen well and then I realized that people who are doing death rituals here are not very good anymore yeah. at least not as powerful as they used to be so I went around searching for person who can help me with this and uh, somehow I met an agora okay. and um, he took me on a different path altogether you know right. he took me into his path into his fold and you know <laughs> he was going to make me the next in line and everything okay <laughs> uh, and it's a maya na you know you know what vashikarana means to, you explain it and i think you are the best vashikarana means uh, basically when you want to entice somebody like you mm-hmm. know right. uh, with your with some power some energy you become enslaved to them without your knowledge huh. it's a type of vashikarana let's say right, yeah. right. Uh, so he did not do it on purpose but that's how he is as a human being he's so appealing that agori and uh, i was like okay fine and some other swami came and same thing he said he came with the instructions uh, from his guru and the instruction came from sadguru only right right that okay it's like uh, he came and said nishan the time is up you have to come out of it 
<laughs> I was like, what do you mean the time is up? He's like, um, he said, okay, it's it's enough. You have to come out of the path. I I told him, Swami already came out of the path. I'm not going there anymore. Yeah. He's like, no, Nishant, you already have a, you have Diksha in it. You have energy signature within you right now. You have to clear it. Okay. That's the first time, Anna. I mean, I may have had many in um, initiations from Sadguru, but for the first time, I realized that every initiation leaves an energy signature. Until this Swami told me, it didn't occur to me. So you're everybody. It's not for me or like I think I want to plead everybody to be very careful with these things. Hmm. You may not even realize, but they'll initiate you. Once you're initiated, you're done. Hmm. That energy signature will be there, and you will not. If you change the path after that, you will not progress very well in the different path. So that's something you have to be very careful. So even recently, one Anna also came re- here uh, last week. and he was telling me his experience in uh, somewhere in north uh, andhra uh, he went to some siddhashrama and uh, something similar happened and i told i asked him anna i asked him like few questions did this happen did this happen did this happen? he said yes 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 i said you are initiated gone he said uh, you should come out of it because unless you choose that as the path you should come out of it mm-hmm. because it will not let you pro- progress make progress in other paths Uh, so that's something you have to be very careful anyway this swami came and uh, finally he rescued me also he gave me the procedure of how to come out of it properly so again a message came from him i don't know how so these things have happened multiple times a uh, couple of times devi would send me message uh, one time i got into an accident and i very well remember that day she called me and i ignored her and i just went and it was such a major accident my bike was completely gone but i came out with like a very small injury everybody who looked at it they were like in shock like how did you escape with such a big thing i don't know how it happened so the grace is always there as long as you do your practices and that's all i can say ana it's uh, it's been a very blissful journey lot of pain but uh, you know in a very good way <laughs> lot of pain so now yeah. uh, i just want to get into practical aspects of it so, so yes, people yes. who are uh, you know willing to uh, reach out to you who want to support you in the journey like what kind of people are eligible to come and support you and uh, how can you know yes sana so coming to the model uh, the sustainable village project uh, so the entire last year i could not do much with it because i'm still trying to gain the people's trust now that the people's trust have been gained So right now we are looking for volunteers specifically uh, to do anything because when you think of a village, it's limitless opportunities and limitless possibilities, Anna. So really we are, excuse me, really we are looking for anybody who is willing and who wants to make a difference in somebody's life without expecting anything. There should not be, you know, you don't think too much about what about me, and you want to offer yourself to some. somebody else's life or a village's life this is a great opportunity for you to come we have opportunities everywhere we are doing natural farming soon uh, education children to work with children in primary schools secondary schools to work with women directly because women are very less exposed here to outside they are not allowed to go out much so lot of that and uh, mm, adults we are t- we are training them on farming and livelihoods um, and technology teaching health especially health is a very important thing and they have no awareness of health here that's something and pranic food and natural lifestyle the opportunities are just endless so whatever you're interested in you can come and offer yourself that way only thing is you have to be willing that's all so what what all should they expect and not expect in terms of living yes, conditions yes, yes. and uh, <laughs> you know they should have an idea right they might think this is their something and you know like they should be prepared to like how you went there was a cow shed full of rats but you were willing yes yes so is that what they have to come look for or let's <laughs> no 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 good point uh, so uh, this is one thing when i went through all that uh, i really wanted to make sure that nobody else has to go through that that's why i waited to get the volunteers specifically for this reason i waited one and a half years that until i set up everything for them they don't have to leave so right now we have a proper house with roof we have uh, internet uh, we have electricity we have water all the basic needs are taken care of luxuries will not will not happen that much i can so whatever you expect in the ashram 
it's not very different from what you can expect here okay if you go as a volunteer in the ashram all your luxuries personal items you have to take care of yourself but basic necessities like food accommodation internet electricity water everything will be provided and whatever resources you will need in the activity will also be provided you don't have to purchase anything if things go well by next year if we succeed in the natural farming then we'll also generate some money so we can actually you know provide more things next year but i want to say basics will be provided don't expect too much it's a very dry village don't expect too much but basics will be taken care of you don't have to worry about survival that much i can assure <laughs> so there might be a lot of viewers who might not be able to personally come but would like to financially support you is there an opportunity for that or how, how do you plan to yes anna so there is an opportunity so isha pranav kshetra is a uh, trust we created its foundation uh, registered in state of karnataka so you can donate directly to the trust i can share the bank details shortly with you um so you we would really love donations at this point we've come to a point where we want to bring build two things this year okay. uh, linga bhairavi temple and uh, yoga shala yoga shala is to offer yoga practices to the villagers okay. and bhairavi temple especially for women because okay. l- women are not coming out at all and bhairavi will give that opportunity to connect with people and bring women out and uh, you know expose them to different things so we want to train women in a different way in this village also so these two things we need uh, some money this year so it will be very nice if you could donate some money we'll start with the process this year so which what would be the best platform to reach out to you to mail you or contact you regarding this or someone wants to come there or st- Uh, stay yeah. for some time or a long time what would be the best so absolutely everybody is welcome to come here and spend some time and go you know it's at your own time you can come and spare if you want to offer part time volunteering just for one day you want to volunteer also you can come or you want to just come and experience this that is also okay so you can uh, reach us out on isha pranava on uh, instagram and uh, my email is ishapranava.k at gmail.com and we also have a youtube channel uh, youtube.com/@theratesha_pranava so don't forget the at the rate that's very important <laughs> i'll link it so over in the description for people yeah yeah see. please thank you anna so every opportunity is provided anna you please come check out the place and offer whatever you can if you don't want to offer also just come and enjoy spend some time with us we'll be very happy to have you now beautiful anna thank you so much anna like uh, i don't know like one hour went i think i didn't even realize that and this is one of the few very touching podcasts i don't know like when you talk about by the way i couldn't just it was so powerful and so touching and it's and i just want to say you laugh like sadguru i don't know why i felt that you know <laughs> yeah. okay thanks son i don't know if it's a good thing or bad thing <laughs> no so it's uh, i don't know thank why you. thank you for this podcast like uh, i think uh, this has been such a powerful experience for me also just listening to you share your experience and uh, the depth of your uh, devotion and dedication to make things happen it's, it's i don't know i hope it happens truly yeah thank yeah. you very much anna really really appreciate it and really thank you for your time taking time to do this it means a lot and please come visit sometime anna we'd really like to have you definitely So before uh, we end the podcast and any final words for the audience something that you would like to share or tell them Yes Anna so um we are at a time in the world today where um <laughs> we're a very you know uh how do i put this our responsibility has to be at the highest it's more of a obligation than expectation we are obligated to work with the highest responsibility today <clears throat> only because the previous generation have already passed and the future of the younger generation is not looking very well so we have the perfect opportunity to lay the seeds for them so in whatever capacity you could offer yourself please do it see isha pranava is something that i started for local for mangalgi region it doesn't mean you have to come here and do it or you got to go to isha foundation and do it. it doesn't matter wherever you can offer yourself you know you just be the responsible human being and do you do what is needed you do what works simple that is the simplest formula i found and sadguru offered that to me and i'm doing the same thing and i hope you can also do the same thing and we can lay the foundation for the many generations that are coming ahead of us setana thank you anna thank you so much thank you, thank you very much anna namaskaram anna namaskaram, namaskaram.